Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap Mo, we out here, yeah? We out here. <sighs> happy Good Friday and happy Easter in advance to all you guys. By the time you listen to this, Easter eggs will be half priced and I will have bought them all. Oh. I know you're talking about buying Easter eggs on Sunday. That's what you're talking about. That's what I told you. They're down to 50p. Then you buy all of them. <laughs> you know, I'm actually going to go get Easter eggs on Saturday. Why? Um, that's when I kids? have my eldest. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting them because I've got my eldest. So I'm going to go get them with her. And then I'll take Leia with me as well. So yeah, I'll get them to just buy the Easter eggs. Do you think there's any point getting the really big expensive ones or you think that, you know, the Cadbury's ones are just all right for children? Yeah, the Cadbury's ones are... I know they're not going to finish it, so it's just going to be a waste. <laughs> it's just going to be a waste. Who doesn't bullet. finish Easter eggs? They, they've... Bro, we had expired Easter eggs. Oh. That's how much they don't eat them. Like, we had I mean, them... It's good. They would, it's good. They would nibble at them and then it was just stay in the cupboard. <laughs> And then we realized that, yo, like these have actually, they've gone off. Yeah. Easter eggs last like a year or two. Yeah. I'm saying this is good. This is good. Like, let let, let, let them not eat it. Because. Yeah. They're they're getting it for the novelty and for like the hype of the season. But like Leia doesn't like chocolate like that. Noah would back it. Noah would sit there and back it. Give an opportunity. But Leia is not that way inclined. She won't. She won't have all of it. Good. She's oh. actually got an advent calendar that's still on top of the fridge. She hasn't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> My advent calendars don't get past like this fifth. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, cool. So what, you're opening like two, day, two days ago? I'm, no, I'm just eating it. I'm eating it. I just, normally I feel bad eating the whole thing in one go. So like give it another day. Well, I don't. I don't do the whole one day. Though, so. <laughs> no, we do it one day, one chocolate, and then like one weekend to it, she forgets. Mm. One day at a time. Yeah. Anyway, I was gonna say, should I start with the bad news or the good news? Bad, bad news. news always. <sighs> bad news. <laughs> Cody Rhodes didn't win at WrestleMania. <sighs> what? He was supposed okay. to finish the story. He was supposed to get the title that his father never could, and his father died. Why laughing? Why should I laugh? You just face that so bad. Uh, uh, his, 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 his journey has been crazy. He went from being a joke in WWE, went to go and start an alternative company, came back to WWE as a superstar. All he had to do now was win that WrestleMania. But then he didn't win. Oh, actually, this is my interest, Peter. Um, WWE and, and that UFC. No, uh-huh. UFC have bought WWE. I know this. I know this. UFC didn't buy WWE. The parent company of UFC, Endeavor, bought WWE. That, that means UFC bought WWE. Their specifics. Exactly. I'm just saying, no. UFC I don't... bought WWE. <sighs> All right. Okay. Casual. Well, yeah. Anyway, focus, 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 focus. So that was the bad news. The good news, Moses joined church. Ooh. <laughs> it's ended like he just got saved. <laughs> oh. This is exciting. Like, this, this is the first time we've all been part of the same church. 
It's only, it only took like true. nine, ten years. <laughs> true, true. Who would have thought that this would ever happen? Not me. Indeed. Oh. Indeed. What do you do mean not you? Why do you say it like that? <laughs> when Robert first joined, I was proper like, it would be better if all of us were in the same bed. Mm. Yeah, it's just because like all the way back then we just seemed to be doing our own thing and the only reason we were together was because of the podcast <laughs> you know, we had our separate lives but the podcast is what brought us together and now our lives are intersecting a bit more yeah and now we can't even complain about our different churches because our churches are all the same <laughs> now when we come to the podcast and we start complaining it's going to get awkward <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just give our gripes to Peter Peter can take it to leadership oh that? and it's mad yeah because if anyone watches it then they will know who we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Facts. No, there will be no doubt no Facts. it's like oh oh and especially if it's something that just happened it's like oh so Sunday man this one never this it's like yo <laughs> You know, as soon as I said that, I just had to go into the comments tab just to make sure that we, I don't miss any comments just in case something comes through. <clears throat> now, oh, now if we're going to say anything about church, we need to say it with our chest for real, for real. Because ah. <laughs> the accountability is strong. <laughs> but, but to be fair, one of the times that I went there, um, Peter and I actually spent an episode dissecting a sermon. Mm. 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 Yeah. Well, the good thing is now we're going to be hearing more sermons from all of you yeah not me boy yes you boy <laughs> boy <laughs> not me boy <laughs> I know I know what my strengths are preaching is not one I saw Robert said he wanted to do more preaching. He did. He did say I did. he wanted to do more preaching. I did. And you're, you're really good at preaching. I'm not even going to big you up because you just want, you're just, you're just fishing. Who's fishing? fishing? I'm a fisher of men, not fish of compliments. Fish of compliments. <laughs> Magnetic no. hearing wearing person. Yo, <laughs> yo. Taking them back. Let me take you off. Let me get it again. That was not needed. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was wrestling. And that came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's RKO. Um, what's his name? Randy Orton. Is he still wrestling? He is. He is. He's, he's injured at the moment, but he's still wrestling. Mm. Get well soon, Randy. Did, Did The Rock show up? Wrestling? People were saying that The Rock might show up. He didn't show up. Fam, The Rock is just having a howl of a year. People just seem to be hating him more and more. Yeah, because he ruined Shazam and DC in the process. And now he's trying he didn't to do... ruin DC. He didn't ruin DC. And now he's, he, he wants to do a live action remake of Moana. What? That's all he's got. <laughs> yep. What? That's all he's got. Oh, The Rock. Shout out Dwayne Johnson. I mean, they're doing, they're doing The Little Mermaid. They might as well. Yeah, but The, the, the Little Mermaid's been out for like 100 years. Moana came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, they could, they could do it. They're not going to do a Moana too. I know, but you have to give some time before you do that to, to, to do this. Nah, nah, nah. They've, I mean, remake. I think they can do it. I think they can do it, actually. It's not going to be good. <laughs> if they just do like for like, I think they can do it fine. No, but no, no, but The Rock's not like... That, I haven't even watched more on this. I don't know. You know the big guy? He is the big Maui. guy. He is the big guy. He, well, he's, he's the voice. Exactly the big guy. 
yeah, but he hasn't got the body for it, so like he'll do it, and then people will be like, what? No, it's not the same. No, but Maui is effectively the rock drawn for kids without is, like the mad six pack and everything. Yeah, but he's he's like a beefy big person. The rock will be fine. Like he's he's person. Samoan. He's actually Samoan. And they could get Roman Reigns to do it or someone. No, Roman Reigns. No, that, that, like that, <laughs> that man's like he'll be fine. He's Samoan. That's like, oh, we need a black person. Oh, yeah, you're saying a black person. Fine. Black person. <laughs> what? No, yeah, no, I, I actually meant I like, the tattoos and I stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, because obviously in terms of um, a live action, it's not going to be like for like. It's going to be similar, but not like for like. Well, that's the thing, though. I think I mean, you say that well. yeah. with the Lion King, they did that like for like, just with real life. That, that was CGI. That was CGI stuff. But still, but yeah, yeah. I think the Lion King, the Lion. Actually, you guys make a good point. But I think the Lion King failed because it was um, too realistic. Yes, yeah. So it was that uncanny valley yeah. where you've got yeah. you've got lions and stuff with human traits. It just starts to look a bit uncanny and unsettling. But like Aladdin, I mean, and as much as they hitched it on Will Smith, you know, uh, why did I say Aladdin? Aladdin. <laughs> Um, was was okay, kind of. It was, so, yeah. That was quite bad. Yeah, uh, uh. I found out that the lady that plays um, Jasmine was is Christian, so I don't oh. hate it as much now. Mad, that bias. I know, right? Hey, who's on the hot seat? Uh, I, was I was last week. So. I was on it last week. No, no, no it was. It was no, it was Peter last week. Yeah, okay, 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 you can be in the hot seat this week, man. Alright, bring it. Alright. I've got a question. My man brought his purple book, you know. I'm about to say folder. This guy's jotting... Hey, you know what? I'm going to start jotting down... Sorry, not sorry questions during sermons now. <laughs> not even, no. I, I just take notes, so it makes editing easier. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to actually start doing that. I'm going to start putting the questions to people's sermons and sorry, not sorry now. <laughs> might as well. And you man, you man will know exactly whose sermon that is, and then it'll be a critique of the sermon, an indirect <laughs> critique of the sermon. I mean, for the most part, I would like to think people wouldn't be offended by that, because I think we have a culture of you know that being being well, not critiquing per se, but. I've definitely gone and said some stuff that would otherwise make people upset. So. Oh, okay. That's good. No. But anyway, yeah. So, Mo. Yes, sir. I picked Alpha as my head highlight because I've been hearing a lot about Alpha male, Sigma male, mm-hmm. Beta male, Simp, mm-hmm. all this nonsense. In oh, yeah. We didn't, fam, we didn't talk about it. Talk to me free. He's free. Out. He's out. out. Case. What? Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's out. Oh, well, he's under house, um, house arrest, but house he's, arrest. he's free. Who? But the thing. Top and you take. And you take. She thought something's happened. I missed it. Mr. Producer. Top G's out. Um, he, yeah, he was held without any charges for months. <laughs> just based on the, They just kept on extending the. Yeah, it was long. But yeah. Alpha, Sigma, Beta. Yeah. Beta. Simps, yeah. So the Manosphere. And I just want to mm-hmm. get your 
your take on where a Christian man should be? Should they be, quote unquote, an alpha, a beta, simp, a sigma? Beta, 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 simp, <laughs> sigma. <laughs> what? Where? Where should they fall? Domestic violence. In that. In that. They should be wearing wife beaters, coming like Ice Cube. Nah, I think, I think from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, all of that is nonsense. Um, and it, I, I feel like society thrusts its opinion of what a man should be so far up. Um, let me pick my words. So far up, uh, so far down other people's throats. They ram it down other people's throats. But it is not conducive from the perspective of um, it is highly opinionated and it is reactionary in that there there is this new um, toxic masculinity which went left and then this alpha, beta, whatever is almost in reaction to that. And it's like, no, let's go back to the times that we were in, blah, 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 this and that. Um, without recognizing that biblical manhood, biblical masculinity and biblical manhood isn't a quote unquote alpha male. Jesus wouldn't be a quote unquote alpha male in a way that these guys are talking about in terms of wake up at 5am and bang push-ups and go to the gym and blah, 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 and this and that. He will spend time with God. Mm. He was washing people's feet. And alpha male ain't going to wash no one's feet. Mm. And alpha male isn't about servitude. Jesus came to serve. A simp is only about gal. He's simping for gal. That's, that's essentially it. There's girls and he's doing anything to win the girls. Jesus didn't simp for Gyal. Like, that's, that didn't happen. Jesus wasn't this new, in this new form of masculinity wearing rainbows and blah, blah, blah. But equally, he wasn't this heavy, macho, like regimented sort of guy. Hmm. He came to serve. He, he cried, like he, he loved, he engaged with people. So yeah, if, if I take Jesus as the model for masculinity, which he is, and not just masculinity, but femininity as well, there, there is a balance between attributes and characteristics that a quote unquote man needs to have, um, can you speak um, more on can you speak more on Jesus being the the uh, model of femininity? So no, no, no. So so in terms of modern femininity, I'm looking at um, <clears throat> I'm looking at st- things like submission. I'm looking at things like obedience and sacrifice. Because when when we hear about um, the wife submitting to the husband, as the church submits to um to jesus we also learn about submission from jesus in the way that he submits to the father and so in that it isn't jesus is femininity but he embodies something because god is transcendent god is neither male nor female 
and in God, we can learn about both masculine and feminine qualities. And so with Jesus being the embodiment of God, in as much as physically he was, he was man, he will still embody the triune God, who is neither male nor female. And so we can still extrapolate qualities that are for the feminine, even as they are for them, as others may be more so for the masculine, by virtue of the physical body in which she was birthed into. And so in terms of submission, in terms of obedience, in terms of humility, um, I, rec I believe that biblically it is right for women to look to Jesus in doing that. In the same way, equally, men look to Jesus in how to submit to God, how to lead their family, how to serve. And so that's why, that's why I, I use that that phrase in in femininity um but that's more so in the divine sense not in the not in the humanity sense um because he embodies um the triune god who transcends masculine and feminine um so yeah um for the question yeah <laughs> this, is, this is how serious how no serious okay so with the Trinity, they're, they're all together, but all, they're all separate, but they're all together. Hmm. So why aren't so why aren't God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit's pronouns they them? Because technically they are they them. They are they them, and that's why they they well, um, Elohim is a plural. In Genesis, let us make man in our image. So there is that. There is that. Um, that language, that that pronoun representative, and I know that some people have said that Elohim and the let us is the royal us as opposed to the plural us, um, but we do recognise that there are there is a trinity in, even in the function of the Godhead, um, but I think um, in the Christian sense, Orthodox Christian sense. The word God is encompassing of the of the Godhead. And so you wouldn't then have to almost individualize if you're speaking about a collective God. So some people will say God's self. Um yeah. So, Plus, so I think... I've actually I've actually sorry, I've quickly I've actually heard people who will refrain from using masculine or feminine pronouns when referring to God because of everything that's going on now, they'll just say God's own self or whatever. They'll always refer back to God um, rather than himself or herself, which mm -hmm. I know some people are, are very much, oh, God is a she or whatever. But so yeah, they just say God. I think so, also... So happens to God the Father then? <laughs> well, that's the thing. So he presents himself as male. As does um, as does Christ, um, I think uh, as as does the, as does the spirit as well actually, um, but I think in part the whole all the shenanigans with uh, pronouns end up being less about sex or gender, 
well, not oh. sex because gender is the one that is whatever is is fluid as it is now, as it were. Um, but it's less about that and more about sexuality, and they equating somehow preferences and stuff with their identity, and so it's they them or she her or it's that's and it's all perverse um, sexual. It's all it's all yeah a perversion of sexuality than it is any sort of real biological difference. And mm. so when when in reference to God, there is no need for this sort of gender neutrality because on the one hand, he presents himself through his word as male, father, son. Yeah, um, predominantly and, as male in yeah. terms of, yeah. yeah. Um, but then also uh, he has no sexuality to speak of. Yeah. To to warrant the need for that or or that or that sort of extraness. So Yeah. There are a lot of um feminine um descriptions or uh, metaphors that God uses for himself. So it's like I birthed you, I um I nourished you, um like even when Jesus was saying, like a mother hen, I have brooded over you. There are some of these feminine qualities that God attributes to himself as well as the masculine qualities. And um, whenever it's, it is suited God, he has used them interchangeably um, to make his point. Um, so yeah, exactly. There's a difference said. though between sort of speaking to say an activity or um, when you speak of the attributes, speaking to something that God does, where the better metaphor is, for instance, a mother hen. Mm. Um, I think there's a difference between that and between his presentation of himself through the word, his presentation mm. of himself as a father. Like there's mm. no, if he, if, if it's God the father, if Christ says my father in heaven, if it's, yeah. you see the yeah. father, you see me, yeah. there is a distinct, I've presented myself as a father. And even with Christ as well, if there is a, you know, he was, it's his son, it, uh, not his son, he's Mary's son, son of man, all of these indications that clearly state he is a man, then in as much as there are feminine, um, or, or attributes we would say are feminine, that go to prove something he does, it doesn't, that doesn't then take away from his presentation as a man. And yeah, I think yeah. there is an overreaction or an over... I don't want to say sympathising, but whatever it is, there there is, I think, moving in the opposite direction of trying to be super sensitive about some of these things with Ugh. the gender of God, as it were, where I don't think it's a problem because it's clearly defined. Yeah. And all of those things end up being in service of people that are super sensitive yeah. to that. Can I, can I throw, can I throw a spanner? Not a spanner, but mm. can I, um, so in Jesus saying my father, mm he wasn't technically wrong because he had an earthly mother, mm. but the, the quote unquote seed was divine. And so there was a physical mother, but a divine like seed being put into, into Mary. And so technically he could call God dad oh. by virtue of <laughs> um, there not being a physical father. But technically, wouldn't he be calling the Holy Spirit dead? Because wasn't it the Holy Spirit that came upon Mary? 
True. <laughs> True. But also, Holy Spirit sent by God the God the God the Father. My only begotten son. Because physically he was a son. He was a man. Wait, are you saying so I, I don't understand the spanner? So my Because he does say Abba, doesn't he? Yes. And that my thing is that so the spanner is almost he had he had a physical mother. Mm. And so biolo- or di- biologically mm. his dad is God. No, yeah, yeah, but but then Mary wasn't his biological mother. Come again? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no, no, because the, the didn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, the spirit came upon Mary and became pregnant. So she's his biological mother. She no. carried him. No, she, 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 she carried him, but it, it, it's not it her DNA her inside yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's so one, that's wait, one part it wasn't of the. Her ovary. That's one part of the argument. Yeah, that it wasn't her ovary. It wasn't her egg. Yeah. It was it was, it was like a holy egg. Nah, I can't. I can't hold. I can't hold on to that. But if you can't hold on to that, then you're suggesting there was a divine sperm. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will. will it's God is only half God then. No. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will be with child. There wasn't there wasn't intercourse, but there was divine insemination. <laughs> the seed God was placed in wait, wait. So basically, are we saying essentially Mary was a surrogate mother? She just had an embryo placed into her to yeah. incubate for nine months. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I think. No, because, oh, no, because no, but, I don't think but, it needs. I don't think it needs to be the biological process. Because if that was the case, then it needs to be a male. Otherwise, I, I I don't think it has to be that biological process of insemination. I think you were the vessel. There was a child placed within you, that then from that point on was human. I don't think Mary yeah. contributed DNA. And I think the problem. The problem with if if if, if Mary. If Mary gives DNA, like, can a holy sperm be with an unholy egg? Surely the holiness of the sperm would destroy the egg because it, because of its unholiness. But how can he be fully man? In the same way that a virgin can get fully pregnant. <laughs> Touché. No, 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 no. But no, I, I, I joke. But actually, this is a big debate. Like, yeah. this, uh, this is an ongoing debate. And, and I don't think, I don't think I have the answer. I just there's an answer that makes sense in my head, and clearly there's an answer that makes sense in, in you guys. Uh, you know, head, so yeah, because, because, my, cause yeah. my thing is, my thing obviously is like, because in the genealogies and stuff, yeah, the genealogy that follows Mary mm-hmm. being the incubator, yeah based on essentially she's an incubator she's like she's like when a hen produces a chicken and an egg and the egg is placed into an incubator yeah and the incubator just take care of the chicken and the 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 egg so essentially mary was an incubator Mm. where god placed himself into mary as a fetus and it's like incubate my incubate me for nine months and and birth me um, where 
I almost perceive the natural biological process being like taking place. Mm. I haven't given it that much thought, but it's like <laughs> the, the actual biological process taking place in that there was fertilization that happened. Mm. And Mary's egg. And so he, when he, um, he was born of a woman taking fam. Because I've also thought, I mean, I and I don't know where you guys stand on original sin, because that's up for debate as well. But I've always thought part of the fallen nature of every child born is inherited from a biological defect introduced when Adam and Eve ate the fruit and died, as it were, such that we're all now succumb to death. Um, and then in addition to that, everyone sins and falls short and thus everyone needs Christ. But I've always thought because of that as well, that would introduce that element of sin via Mary into Christ, which I don't think he had. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Do you think... Okay, I'll, I'll ask a question and then I'll explain why I'm asking the question afterwards, okay? So even though he didn't, do you think that Jesus could have sired children if he chose to? And would they have just been like normal children? Mm, no, I don't think so. I, I think he could have because he's God. He can do anything. No, 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 no but in, in his form, in, in, his, in his like human form, if, if, if he has sex if he was woman, fully human, yes, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so yeah. Could, could Jesus... And I also fully think when the Bible says he was tempted in every way that we are tempted, I fully think there were people there trying. Yeah, no, 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 that, that, that was not important. Right. If, if, if Jesus had sex with a woman, could yeah. that woman become pregnant and have a baby? I think so. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I think that would have been Nephilim. So, going back to biology lessons, <laughs> go, go, go back to biology lessons. If that's the case, mm-hmm. then Jesus, hold on, hold on, let me, let, let me get this right. Can, can, because, 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 no, because like, you know, if, if a tiger and a lion have sex and they have a baby, right? Mm. That baby cannot have children. Because it's from two different breeds. Okay. So, Mary and God, technically two different breeds as well. Mm-hmm. And so, if they had had Jesus together, if Jesus, if, if God, <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. If God and Mary came together to create Jesus, yeah, because they're two different species, Jesus wouldn't wouldn't be able to have children to reproduce, to recreate, reproduce. Mm. Yeah. So if he if he could reproduce, that must mean that the sperm and the egg must have been from the same species. That same species being God, therefore Jesus is not from Mary. What? <laughs> this this what? is one bad what? equation. What part did you not understand? I, 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 I hear what you're saying. That last bit, I lost. I just... it, it was it was tacked on. I followed the trail of thought. <laughs> was like I followed the left. Yeah. Like, no. Oh, I followed the trail of thought. Yeah. God, if, if 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 God and Jesus, God and Mary came together to yeah. create Jesus, yeah. because they are they're two different species. Yeah. If they came together, because they're two different species, Jesus would not have been able to sire children of his own. Okay. Okay. But because right. we believe Jesus could sire children of his own, right. that must mean that the sperm and the egg must have come from the same species. Therefore. Both the egg and the sperm came from the godly species of God. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. I, st- I still say no. <laughs> I still say no to that to that specific statement because if Jesus can lay his life down and take it back up, then he can produce life. By virtue of his divinity, he can produce life. 
Yeah, but not in himself. Or he, he could in himself, but not but not out of a woman. I mean, he raised the dead, so he produced life in other people. No, no, there's difference between raising the dead and there's there's difference between raising the dead and actually re recreating and stuff. Yeah, but divinely, he could do that because like exactly. But yeah, I haven't I haven't given it much thought. But in in ter- so in terms of the original sin, I had almost. Um, the way that it was explained to me or I had heard it, I don't remember where from, but it's almost like it's through the Adamic line, which is like the, the, the male lineage. And so anything that is almost tainted by the male sperm becomes broken. But then by extension, it means women have male sperm in them. And so they inherit original sin. Mm. which also means that Jesus was born with however you want to see it, the trait, the defect or whatever of original sin. Um, which if would Mary actually, produced the ovary. If Mary produced the ovary, which would actually make his struggles more... Um, what's, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Um Genuine? relatable yeah yeah genuine might be might be the thing might be because if he was if he was fully divine if he was fully divine in that it, it was a divine embryo and a divine sperm just placed in a human <laughs> is it if he was fully divine like he isn't fully divine <laughs> i mean just fully divine and not fully human as well yeah okay 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 yeah. um, no, no no but he, he's fully divine within a human soul no he's but fully he, divine and he's, fully human he's fully human 200% fully divine and fully human, 100% yeah. God and 100% man. Mm-hmm. But if he's 100% man without original sin and without the defects, then he didn't really face the temptations that we did because he's apart from it. No, because... He is, he, is, he, is only, he is only righteous because... not. Let me not say only righteous, but it's like righteousness is when you are faced with temptation and you are able to overcome it. Yeah. But if yeah. if if you are fully divine and you do not face temptation, then you haven't overcome it. Unless the fallen nature of the flesh actually makes that tempt the 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 pull of that temptation, you actually feel the pull of that temptation because of the fallenness of of your humanity. Is original sin sin? I, I, no, I don't think original ah, sin is sin okay, because okay. that I then means that, that yeah. every every person who's born, if if you're if you're stillborn, you're mm. going straight to hell, and I don't mm. believe that. I don't mm. believe a just God will t- send you to hell when you yourself haven't performed a sin. Mm. But if original sin automatically condemns you to hell, then arguably God is not just because what if you have sin is inherited biologically. But you haven't committed the sin. But you've inherited it. But you're you've only inherited. black because your dad's black. Yes, but I haven't played into the stereotype. No, but regardless of that, if your dad being black precludes yes. him from heaven, and you inherit that, but we recognise that in God's in God's kingdom and in God's nature, it isn't it isn't um, 
Like the righteous will be saved by their righteousness and the sinful will be saved by their sinfulness. And God says, in as much as God says, I will punish the unjust to the uh, fourth generation and I'll bless the, the just to the thousandth generation. Mm. It also says, if a righteous person sins and they die, they'll be punished for their sins. If an unjust person turns and becomes righteous and he dies, he will be rewarded for it. And so mm. in as much as you were born into sin if you live a just life you will be you will get a just reward unless and your so, righteousness is then still like filthy yes. rags so yes. so i actually I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit because i i see there's there's so many different arguments here that we're actually playing into there is the the whole you know if if original sin isn't sin or if original sin is sin, then babies go to hell, and no one wants yeah. to agree with that. Yeah. I don't, but then I don't believe also, babies go to hell. There's also then the age of accountability yeah. that then addresses that, such that yeah. okay, babies aren't going to hell, but then there's still sin, there's still sin present. If that makes the, sense. Yes. So there, the, there's the all these different the ways way of that thinking I understand that have addressed original sin, mm. and this may be helpful. The way that I have understood, <laughs> Robert's tapped out. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> the, way that I have, the way that I have understood original sin is man is born with the disposition towards sin. Mm. Our natural inclination is towards sin, not towards righteousness. Mm. And so a kid doesn't have to be taught to start lying. Mm. All he knows is survival instincts. If I say yes, I'm going to get smacked for this. I'm going to get in trouble. So let me say no to preserve myself. I want self-preservation. I want the sweets, but daddy say, don't take it. Can I sneak it? Because that's what I want. There's that selfish intent, which is the disposition towards sin. And that's, that's how I've understood original sin to be, that we are born with a natural disposition towards sin. So if it's like a, if it's like a 180 degree line, one end is um, righteousness, the other end is, is um, sin. Yeah. We are born a skew 90 degrees facing yeah. towards sin. So yeah. whether it's 88 or whatever, but we're facing sin rather than facing righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. And so our natural inclinations lean us towards sin. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, a perfectly valid um, interpretation to hold. Um, the, the, the other side of the coin, um, which is where I've held is um, original sin is sin, is um a a it automatically precludes you from god's presence because there is sin present however there is um adam and eve after eating the, from the from the tree gained knowledge with which they knew they had done something wrong. they knew they were now naked they knew and thus there is an element of you sin when you are able to know that you have yes. sinned and so that's where that age, age of accountability comes in yes. where up until you are held or you are capable of knowing wrong from right which was what adam and the state adam and eve were yeah. in up until that point you aren't dead even though there's original sin present up yeah. until that point that original sin can be ignored or however god wants to do it such that yeah. again to help me sleep at night i'm not thinking babies are going to hell um that also then ties into god saying i'll punish the unjust until the fourth or fifth generation but the yeah. good i will bless to the seventh because in those times the fourth or fifth generation are still present 
they were probably mm. still present. They're probably still participants in that sin. Thus, yeah. God is actually punishing everyone that was kind of part of it. That, yeah. As opposed to in his, the demonstration of how much more he seems to want to do good is I'll you know, bless your generations and yeah. that blessing will then affect people that you have never seen. Yeah. Whereas the punishment is for, it seems, all those that are present and participants yeah. in that sin. And so that's the alternative view. I'm sure there's like thousands of others. Um, Probably. I don't think one, Probably. I don't think any are more right or more wrong than the other. I think we'll find yeah. out when we get there. Um, Unless you're a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> <laughs> In which case you're hoping that you're just part of 144,000. Uh, and I, I do, I do think it's almost like the, um, the elephant in the room sort of argument where as humans, we're blind and we're holding on to different parts of the parts ele- of it, elephant. Yeah. And we're just like, no, the truth is this when we're only yeah. holding on to the leg or yeah. the trunk or the tusk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, that it is like, if we can figure God out, then he's no longer God. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's my, my view has been original sin being almost a disposition yeah. and age of accountability. So it ties in with yours. Mm. Um, because I, because we still sin, yeah. even at, at a young age, before we recognize it as being evil. Mm. Um, and then when we recognize it at whatever age we do, then we're held accountable. And even mm. in the Old Testament, it's like, if you sin unintentionally, or if yes. you're unaware of yeah. your sin, yeah. as soon as you become aware of it, then yeah, offer then the sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah that's, that's sort of kind of held on to it to be like, okay, cool. Yes, it is. There. And I think that's why I've also held on to Jesus being the product of Mary mm. in that there is that there is the real pool of sin mm. in the humanity. Mm. But the divinity has has almost is the pool in the other direction. And so when he dies on the cross sinless, the weight of his sinlessness mm. is even heavier because he felt the effects and the pool of what of being fully human yeah i i don't see his so the again just further in the point the other side of that and i completely hear what you're saying and again i don't think any of these views are um catastrophic in terms of faith mm-hmm. in terms of uh, at the end of the day we all recognize we need christ anyway so that's wow. you know, this this ends up being extra but i don't think that if Mary didn't produce the egg that precluded Christ from real temptation or from real, um, real feeling the, 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 the weight of sin. Um, especially as, you know, if he, if, if, if he was, if he was fully human and fully God, I think we all, we all agree on that Mm -hmm. aspect of things. We're already talking about a miracle. We're already talking about something that defies any sort of biological or scientific logic anyway. Um, Well, I do know that, or I, I definitely do believe that he felt and was just as much capable of sin yeah. as a human being yeah. probably of more sin also as god um but then lived a life that you know was yeah. sinless and then made yeah it all amazing and but, yeah. i i definitely agree with that in that the temptations after the fast oh, i mean yeah. any of us any of us could have bowed our knee or whatever and it wouldn't have had a, um an equal impact as jesus absolutely. doing it absolutely and with hebrew saying he's a high priest that has been tempted in every way that we have been 
yeah. um, to me indicates that he felt the fullness yeah. of the temptation, yeah. the full pool of it and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and and which, if I can just say something for the listeners as well, I think where like, like uh, well, what you just pointed out there, you know, the Bible says he, he was tempted in every way we were and he felt the full pool. Anything before that is almost not important as to can he feel the full pool if he's not produced by Mary mm. or can he not feel the full pool, whatever. Mm. All of that before that point is ends up being extra. We can talk about that because we've got time. The Bible yeah. says he was tempted in every yeah. way. And so yeah. then it's like our views have to mend, bend yeah. to what the Bible yeah. says. And I think that's a good thing for sort of biblical discourse. At the end of the day, there are certain things that we should be able to, once we hold that as true, recognize mm. everything else ends up being fluff you know, on top of things. Essentially, essentially. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Someone wake Robert up. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. 45 minutes deep, you know. Hey, know. 45 <laughs> minutes deep. So first, sorry, no, sorry question. Yeah, hey, you know what? Let, 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 me, let me not even do my sorry, no, sorry question. Let's just jump into the third for today. Stress. That was a... That was a meaty one, you know. That's a good twist in terms, bro. That Definitely was a meaty one, start from and it drew alpha all too. of us into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I even forgot we started from alpha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, oh sorry. In terms of the alpha question, mm. what's your thoughts on on my response? I, I I wasn't looking at it from that point of view. There's the, uh, of course, all of that. I definitely agree that all that is nonsense. The whole alpha beta simp, and I I agree with your presentation of Christ at the end of the day he was so yeah it was because he said that and then the femininity that's why I related to that thing. but no at the end of the day Christ presented you know yeah crying crying when he when he knew Lazarus was when he saw the effect Lazarus death had on his people and even then more so crying knowing that he's going to lift him up like that's a man that's you know completely in tune with his emotions as it were um, but then he's also the guy that was slapping people around and, and turning over wow. tables when, when the situation called for Whipping it. Whipping them so, in the temple. Know, exactly. And that same guy, as you said, washing feet. So I, I, I completely agree with the presentation of Christ as man, as masculine, doesn't even need to bow down to any of these categories. I think mm. when I asked the question, I was like, oh, if you were, had to put him in any of these boxes, oh, where okay. would you? Um, but again, I, I I think you gave a valid answer. Like none of these boxes are important anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't fit into any of them. Yeah, he wouldn't fit. And I, in in your description as well, I really want to add. Like Jesus talked about his problems. Mm. He he mentioned to his disciples when he he felt anxious, when he was um, burdened with different things, but he also prayed about them. Yeah. Yeah. He pray in as much as he spoke to so in terms of like counseling, having a godly counselor around you, blah blah blah. But Jesus still prayed, like he prayed to the point where he sweat, his sweat was like pools of blood. Like yo, he he committed his stuff to prayer, and he spoke to people about it. So when you're like real men don't feel real men, uh, hard as nails. Yeah. Nah, like Jesus, Jesus, yeah, he cracked through that. So yeah, yeah, Robert, over to you, man. We're breaking free. <laughs> Swarming, flying. Anyway, anyway. So, this week, maybe last week, Andrew and I got introduced to a new show on Netflix. It's not a new show, but we've been introduced to it. Fam, when you say Andrew and I got introduced to it, I thought this conversation was going left. <laughs> Why? I thought you were about to talk about some... The, the ABC thing that we were talking about the other time. No, The no, ABC no. of Kinks. 
Oh, no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's on the same line. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. I preempted it, but no, the show is called Sex Life. Right? I think I heard of it. I think I heard of this one. I saw one. I saw a, a an um a headline of an article t- something about sex slash life. Or yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay. The I didn't so read pre- it. So I was like, oof. But yeah. So the the, the premise is there's this stay at home mum. She's living like the quote unquote perfect life. You know, she's got a doting husband. She's like perfect in every way. Loves on her. Lovely. All of that. She's got two children. Just just given birth. But she's feeling dissatisfied and her mind keeps going back to her ex-lover, you know? And the sex with her husband's all right, but it wasn't the fiery, intense stuff she was having with the ex-boyfriend. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I shall walk, I shall walk. Rob, you don't know how crazy you get, so. I shall walk. So if you're going to watch this, watch this with your partner because there are very graphic sex scenes in it. So don't watch it by yourself unless you're... Yeah, I'm not watching it. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so she's started writing this like diary on her laptop just, just to get all of these feelings out, right? And then her husband finds it. <laughs> and then he starts imitating the things that he's seen her write about her ex-boyfriend. Just you know, try, just to try and spice things up a bit, and it's all a mess. And then the ex-boyfriend comes back into her life as well, and it's it's all over the place. Like I've watched three episodes. Oh, hello, babe. That's it. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Oh. I don't know if I need to edit that out. To be honest. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, that sounded kind of. Just say stuff like that. It's just like, yo, what's behind the screen? <laughs> you will never know. You can ask your wife. It sounded like it was about to end the podcast. Like, well, anyway, it's wild. It's wild. There's the sex all over the place. There was one scene having sex in the car because she's a mother now. They're trying to get on it, but breast milk is squirting out of her breast and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> That's mad, man. So, you so this is on Netflix. A breast Netflix. Yo, it's kind of and crazy then, what's on there, you know. And then, you know, and you can time... like on a Netflix account, on their account. Sorry? You can like put age ratings on a different accounts. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can... But I mean, yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. that it scared me was because sometimes Z will take my phone and, well, on her tablet, she's got her own profile that doesn't have access to Netflix. But if she goes on sort of my phone, for instance, she might go and then try to look for grizzly and the lemmings or you know some cocoa melon or something mm-hmm. on netflix and anyway yeah she, she might see some melons and she's not careful no i'm saying no no <laughs> i she might see some melons mud and then oh, there was yeah. one scene one scene the husband went to go and follow the ex-boyfriend just like like i think he wants to have a conversation because like after a while he's i think it's getting to him that he has to pretend to be like the ex-boyfriend to get his wife to feel like wanted or seen. And so he goes, he follows the he follows the ex-boyfriend. He goes to this like exclusive gym. He's like, oh, let me get a day pass. The lady was like, no, sorry. You have to get a 600 pound a month contract. Like, oh yeah, let me get it. Goes by the clothes. <laughs> and then <laughs> he goes, does the workout. What is time? Still doesn't talk to the guy. 
and then they hit the showers, yeah? <laughs> and then the ex-boyfriend turns around, and he is huge! But I said huge! <laughs> it was, I was like, yo, this guy's half work, bro. <laughs> and then the ex-boyfriend, and then the husband sees it. <laughs> the guy leaves, and then he's just there, against the wall, like... <laughs> That's the day you cancel your membership car, regardless of how much you meant she ain't it's not. Rob, I was like, yo, that figures it was it was like you, Wait, you, but you, you guys you, get a sense of the size from the They intro. showed the whole thing. Really? The whole thing. Oh gosh. And like you know how people talk uh, joke about having a third leg? This guy had a third leg, bro. That looked like it would be internal damage, bro. Crazy. <laughs> It was, it was wild. <laughs> anyway, so um, we got put onto the show by another couple. So like, as we go through the episodes, we're we're like discussing, like this is just discussing it uh, from like a marital perspective on you know this is this this dissatisfaction with the marriages and blah blah blah, all of that good stuff. And one of the things that came up was, I, I don't know if you've heard about um, the term. Um, the Madonna Hall complex. The who? The Madonna Hall complex. No. Okay. So Madonna Hall complex is this idea. I think it was Sig- Sig- Sigmund Freud that came up with it. Is is the idea where there are there are men who can only ever see their wives as the Madonna, like the mother of their children. And if they see them in that light, then they can't see them as. Um, a, a sexual object. A sexual object. Mm. You know, and so, yeah. So, 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 it was talking about how, like, just in general, women, like men in general, can only ever see women as, um, you know, like the innocent, nice girl, or like the super freaky freak. It's kind of hard to for, for guys to mesh both into their minds, um, the two things together at the yeah, same like, time. Which guys? Which guys? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and so we're discussing this, and we're discussing, like, the effect the church has had on this on on this view that men may have of women you know you know when it comes to like purity um men look at your wives as pure be be pure of your wives and when it comes to the bedroom yeah. they don't then they can't make that switch to seeing them as this is someone i can have sex with freely as long as you know there's no animals or dead people or other people <laughs> You know, let's <laughs> let's get on. Dead people, wow. What is the thing though? That's what it's like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I said dead, dead people. people. Like, we're, we're, we're Man's dragging, cool. <laughs> dragging in a corpse to the bedroom. <laughs> What's going on tonight? Oh, you're going to find out. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I wanted to have a discussion. I don't even have time to how we keep it. Thankfully not. Thankfully not. This is a Smash Bros <laughs> episode. Yeah, we, yeah bro. Oh yes, yeah, firstly, what are your guys' thoughts on this whole Madonna whole complex thing? And do you think it's as do you think it's true? Do you think it's as big as a problem as it's been made out to be? Within the context of like 
Christian marriages. So, no, go ahead, go ahead, man, go ahead. <clears throat> so, I think I kind of, I kind of, for me, it raises two, two potentially three, uh, two, two definite issues. Um, first one being the the real benefit of not having sex before marriage where you don't have that comparison you don't have that sense of oh but bob did it like this or whatever or he yes he, i did <laughs> he touched my neck and, and i melted or whatever um you, there, there's not that comparison there isn't that that for a lack of better word a yardstick that you're measuring him against. Yo, sometimes <laughs> you need two yardsticks, bro. <laughs> so, like, there, there isn't that backlog. But also, for me, it erases the... Um, actually, no, there, there is... The, it also raises the point of explicit content. Um, because I... Not particularly with gems, but I recognise that because of explicit content and because of, I grew up in Ghana and most of the explicit content I saw was of white people. So I grew up seeing um, black women as more, as like my sisters, my mom, like these are people. And I saw white girl as, nah, you're just here to get banged out. Like that's because all the explicit content I saw was just, them getting hammered out so there was that differentiation for me and so there was a sense of no nah, yeah like black girls are cool but it's the white girls that you want god damn man are freaky mm. <laughs> i don't know my voice changed um <laughs> and so even the way that i viewed women simply by their race was altered by the explicit content that i was exposed to and so it isn't necessarily the Madonna whole complex, but recognizing how explicit content has shaped my perception of women and what women can do. Um, and thirdly, it raises the, the necessity um, of discovering and enjoying your partner and you and growing in the fullness of what the relationship is so it's like communication like integrating your lives whether emotionally physically sexually spiritually really integrating your lives as you grow in your marriage um to ensure that even if it's a case of now that we've had kids um for the woman, her body has changed slightly and she doesn't quite enjoy how you guys were intimate before. She would like to explore different, like explore it differently. If your communication isn't in a healthy space where she can express that, then there's gonna be a crisscross of information or, or just what you understand intimacy to be. And then there'll be a widening gap. And so growing with each other as you grow in your marriage, um, is definitely a major key to kind of keep things mutually enjoyable and beneficial. So yeah, those three things for me kind of come out immediately. Yeah. And similarly, I think um, definitely the, the whole idea of virginity and sort of as it seems to be presented in the Bible, um, 
ideally your wife is your first and you are her first sort of idea um that definitely comes to play in in in, um one area where maybe the bible presents well not even maybe the bible presents a better alternative to what the world is suggesting because (laughs) that that scene you describe of them in the showers it's like how do you move on from that because that's something you can't do anything about like no matter how many weights you bang no matter how much you try to imitate this person that's something you can't i mean the surgery game is still is still slacking you know that that's and it's not even because your stroke game your stamina it's the the equipment you were handed it's just not the equipment this person was handed you know what yeah i heard this one joke it was peak um a guy broke up with his girl and this girl got his ex got a new man and one day they were at a party the girl was there with the new man obviously this guy's still hurting so he threw a couple drinks at the back of down down his throat he got that liquid courage went up to the new guy and was like oh how does it feel sleeping with my leftovers and the new guy goes oh no it's cool because after two inches it's practically brand new Oh, you got slayed. <laughs> oh no. Fatality. Oh no. That's like an emotional damage. <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> that yeah. would sober anybody up real quick. What? Um, but yeah, so it's like, I, I, the, you know, that's why the Bible's prescription. Oh my God. That's why the Bible's prescription. Seems much, much better, you know, um, much better than than the world. Go and have experience. Uh, you, you speak about top guy. You speak about top G. Top G. Top and G. Actually, I don't know if this is top G's thing. This is no. This I I think it was the idiots on Fresh and Fit that was saying this. <laughs> was that oh by thirty you should you should have slept with fifty women or something like that. Yeah, I think it was you know, that that, was that being his prescription for what it takes to be a good a good guy it's like this is clearly one juvenile two stupid three demonic anyway um, <laughs> the, the other side of that is uh what was i gonna say i i am coming i'm coming to a place where i actually think people should have got married much younger um I think the whole thing with Paul saying, if you can't deal with those emotions, you know, marriage is a solution. Uh, One of the solutions to, you know, the raging hormones that you go through. Um, I think if I think about the way maybe it was designed, you grow up, you have your childhood, you hit puberty, you, you start maturing. By the time your hormones start going crazy, you should get married. And that should be, you know, till death do you part, ideally. Because then, again, you don't have all these things to compete with. You don't have someone's past to compete with. And anything you guys are doing, you guys are doing together, hopefully. So, as with all things, sex is something that you get better at the Mm. more you you do it. So, if you're the person, if you are literally the best she's ever had and she's the best you ever had, you're both having the best, you know, and there's no need... You know, what's it? Comparison is a thief of joy, or something like that. Mm. There's no need to go and then look for something else. You know, and and then all these things get get removed, uh, or, or all these problems don't don't become um, real things. So yeah, it, th- those are the sort of things that came to mind. But this show sounds just wild. Wild. Um, wild. It is wild. It is wild. I was gonna say as well, um, especially from the chat. Um, I do. Um, 
and again, this is this is like speculation, observation type stuff. But I feel like hookup culture is part of the reason why I'm like pushing marriage back, where there's like this sexual freedom and like just being promiscuous and stuff. I I don't need to settle down because if if mm. I'm horny, I can just hook up with someone and just kind of do what I'm doing and then kind of keep it moving. Yeah. So I don't need to commit to to fulfill the sexual urge. Um, and there's a sense of fear, or oh, what if I make a mistake and blah blah blah, this and that. Um, but what I was gonna say was um, the purity culture within the church sometimes overemphasizes virginity to mm. the detriment mm. of um, the glory of God. Mm. So it, it, your virginity almost becomes an idol, in that you feel like this is what I must keep. Mm. My virginity is my purity almost. Um, and that's that's not the case. That's mm. that's not the situation. Your virginity isn't your purity. Jesus is your purity, um, and uh, arguably your virginity is for your own benefit, bro. Mm. Like it's for you, so you don't go through all of these problems. Mm. Um, and it's also a way. In, in everything that we do is a response of gratitude to what God has done for us. Um, and yeah, your virginity is definitely something that is more of a benefit for you as opposed to God is pleased with it. Mm. Um, because yeah, you get into a relationship as a virgin, hopefully both of you are virgins. Then as we've said, it's you two building your sexual experience with each other. But if you're not, then you're coming with a whole load of sexual baggage. You could have an STD you don't even know about. Yeah. And and I mean, that extends to everything, emotional, sort of maturing, building yeah. things together yeah. as, 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 as a unit. Like there's so much more oneness that can be attained if you guys get there together, yeah. as opposed yeah. to now they're looking for a high value man that has everything and Bro. they can just come and sit and be one of many sister wives. But yeah. These times all they bring is, is an OnlyFans account. <laughs> they don't bring anything to the table because they are the table. <laughs> And the chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they be saying. That's what they be saying. That's what they be saying. Literally. That makes no sense whatsoever. But they, oh. it, it, it mean, sounds deep. The image is deep. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. So um, what would you guys, or, or what advice would you guys give to anyone who feels like they're stuck in this? thing where they 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 can't see their wives as or even their husbands as an as an object for their sexual desires desire to, to be directed towards the other thing i was going to say there with the whole madonna whore complex was people people uh the presumption that the church well not not a presumption an error i think the church has made has been sort of cordoning off anything to do with sex as oh sort of taboo and, and, and not one and that's you know in part the purity culture all of that is, is is all I think symptoms of that because I mean Song of Solomon doesn't sound like a not sort of freaky person uh, or doesn't sound not freaky you know the the things they're talking about there so there's definitely an aspect of there's definitely an aspect of um of, of of marriage that the church should be presenting that is also no you guys should get you, you know this should be your everything and again if if you haven't had all these escapades before and this is your first time then it, you know i i don't think that would be as much a problem because 
you know, mm. this is this is all you got. So yeah. it has to be bro. <laughs> you know, do you know what? Yeah, e- even even like we don't even need to dip into Song of Solomon's, like Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs mm. five. It's like don't go drinking from every sister. Yeah. Drink yeah. deep from your yes. own. Yes. Enjoy the wife of your youth, yeah. and I think that yeah, even yeah. speaks to what you were speaking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. You're the wife of your youth, yeah. and it's just like yo, drink deep. It's like yeah. bro, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy so, it. In, yeah. in terms of people that might be struggling with it I mean all these things said the reality of the situation is very few of us get to do things that way um, Yeah. the prayer yeah. is that the next generation would be better we, we, we're raising people that would be better that's uh, definitely the prayer um, mm. but if you're if you're in that position I think articulating it as, um, as Mo you said sort of the communication is important yeah. Um, but then also I think praying about it because yeah. the way you see your wife or the way you see your spouse can very much be something that the spirit can influence and that the spirit yeah. needs to influence, especially yeah. if you aren't able to see them both as your mother and as your sexual. Mm-hmm. No, not to your mother. <laughs> the mother of your children. Incest. The mother of your children. <laughs> um, and your, and, and your sexual fish. partner. Um, so uh, yeah, I think I think you definitely need to pray about it, and then you need to articulate it. Um, yeah. Whether that's communicating it, to, I don't know if it's communicating. Yeah, communicating it to the to your spouse, just being yeah, honest and yeah, transparent. Yeah. Um, of course, making sure that the relationship is in a place to handle that. Yeah, but and picking your words right. Yes, it's like, oh, yeah, now I've never had kids. Well. I don't, I don't, I don't feel, yeah. I don't find you attractive. You I saw the baby's head pop out of you, and it was slap just, yourself yeah. if you want to say that. Because yeah, but yeah, yeah. no either that or articulating it to like a trusted pastor or therapist or someone that can yeah. that can help walk you through it because your partner definitely has to be both things for yeah. you yeah. unless you want to go and have a polyamorous um relationship where you've got the mother that you treat like that and then you've got the whore on the side that you treat hey, like that if that's your case then go and burn in hell in it but you know, unless and like the problem, like it's something I guess you can manage, but in in doing so, you are missing out on you're o- almost missing out of, of like being wholly married uh, to this person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, if you've sectioned off this part, then you're not allowing yourself to see or experience your spouse the fullness as the of the marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. truly, truly one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would also add. I think Pierre's touched on everything that. I would say what I would say is literally just an elaboration on one part from what I have experienced and witnessed is most of the sexual issues that you will have, have a psychological history. Mm -hmm. And so if there are certain things you don't want to do, or there are certain things that you can't get out of your head, there is a psycho, there is a history, a psychological history there. And so I would definitely encourage therapy in actually sifting through these things i feel like i'm i'm a much of i'm a, such an advocate for therapy at the moment because there are that you, you may have had an experience with your mum or have observed something between your mum and your dad that has left you with that image or whatever i don't know um but almost likely there is an underlying issue that is triggering that perception and so dealing with that in prayer 
and therapeutically is definitely the course of action that I would say in addition. And as you do that, from that space of prayer and, and therapy, communicating with your spouse much clearer and like where things are at. Because without those two ingredients, I think if you try to communicate to your spouse, you might do more damage than good. Oh. When it comes to therapy, would you always suggest a Christian therapist over a non-Christian therapist? Or do you think that each, each, each has their place? Um... So Mo's Mo yeah. the expert on this, so I'll let you. Can you? Can I go first? And then you can. Sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You can sort of close off because I definitely would say Christian therapist, because I think one thing that for a Christian Christian therapist, because I think one thing that therapy does is definitely helps you go back and uncover unresolved issues and things. But I think something that a non-Christian therapist will lack is the thing at the back of their mind that in as much as they're going through all of these things, they are dealing with someone that is also a child of God, which carries its own things that affects mm. those things that you're uncovering. So you're yeah. going back and you're looking at all these things that might make you feel like I'm not worthy or might make you feel like, uh, how can I change? Or might make you feel like, oh, I'm so broken. But then all of those things are still covered by your Christianity, mm. which a non-Christian therapist will, have, will not have sight of. Yeah. And so that's why I would oh. always say, if you're going to go for therapy, it should be a Christian therapist. But then I know, yeah, that, that's why yeah. I, I want to drop that in. But yeah, Mo, take it I away. Think, um, <laughs> I think, take it away. Um, <laughs> off, off the bat, I, I would like to say, yeah, go for a Christian therapist. But in practice, the therapeutic relationship is one that the relationship kind of trumps the background in that if you're speaking to someone that you don't you can't necessarily vibe with then you may not be as open and fully present mm -hmm. and so there needs to be a there needs to be some sort of a harmonious relationship between yourself and your therapist you may have that good relationship with a non-christian than to a christian and so the therapeutic relationship itself is very important to kind of take into consideration mm -hmm. and i i have found it so beneficial so i'm currently in therapy and I have found it so beneficial. And my th I'm doing therapy through the NHS. So this is like non-religious. This, this is just everyone. Bro, and I have found it so beneficial to introduce my faith into the therapy session. Mm. To actually be like, yo, I'm struggling this week because I am going to preach a sermon and I am feeling X. Mm. And then unpacking that in that space. Um, for me personally, it, it challenged me to almost witness in the middle of my pain mm. and to bring God up and to, so when, when my therapist is like, oh, but this and that, and I was like, yeah. And then like in my faith, I kind of believe this and believe that. And so I am now, and bro, as a therapist, he's being paid. He can't dismiss what man's saying. You need to sit there and hold it. <laughs> you need to sit there and hold it. You know, like, like, sit here and hold it. And so, yes, sometimes it is beneficial to be able to sit with another Christian who you don't need to unpack certain things. You can just kind of go into it and to just kind of like just unpack it. But what I have also found is, what I found helpful is praying after my therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. And so there's almost like this dual nature of me speaking to this person, like primarily um, psychotherapy and stuff like that, and then going into prayer right afterwards. Um, and there's also... 
I, I do get the sense of there, there are many benefits of introducing your faith into a therapy session, even if it isn't um, a Christian counselor, both for yourself and for the person you're speaking to. Um, and yeah, I, I, so I, I, I am, I am for both. Mm. I am for go to a Christian counselor. I have had Christian counseling. Um, and it's, it's, it was weird and I'm mindful of time, but it was weird. When I went for a Christian counselor, there were some doctrinal bumps that I was like, yo, bro, now nah, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's rewind this. Let's talk about this. And so that almost jolted me out of the therapeutic session because I'm like, nah, bro, your therapy is, your, your, your theology is off. I can't, I can't move because I'm, I'm operating based on this wavelength and you're not meeting me there. But in this, in, in like a non-Christian um, therapy session, there wasn't any of that. Obviously he may have his perceptions of God or interactions with, with Christianity, blah, 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 this and that, that he may need to meander through. Um, but he's not a Christian, so you can't, he's not there paid to disprove that God exists. You just got to sit there and hold it. So yeah, um, I found both beneficial, but currently non-Christian and it's been super beneficial to bring my Christianity into it and giving me space to pray afterwards. So yeah, go go however you kind of feel led. Um, there is benefits to both. Um, and I guess it depends on your disposition as a person as well. Yeah. Cool. I think I've been nice to round up. Yeah. Mm. Um, An hour 20 deep. I'll yeah. give or take. I was listening to a podcast, not a podcast, a sermon the other day about um, the, the qualities of a holy husband. Got a lot of work to do. One of the things that the guy was talking about was um, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. So... What to your wife? <laughs> With your juice golden showers. <laughs> Overflow yeah. into her offices. Um, rivers of now. living waters. Drizzle, drizzle, drizzle it all over the gaff. Come on, do the windows. Do the walls. So my hookup is um, Man of Recaps. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. But he does very, very good recaps of stuff. Um, so if you're like me and you haven't got time, but you still want to get some of the stories that some of these things put out, he's got recaps on stuff like the Star Wars films. He's got recaps on various series, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. You know, instead of wasting part of your life watching these things, just go and watch a recap. You get the full story and all the enjoyment therein with knowing whatever it is that. Uh, like whoever does, so yeah, go, go check that out. Man of recaps on YouTube. My hookup is an album. Um, yeah, I was gonna go preach a while back, which didn't happen. But um, as I was pre as I was prepping for preach, I started listening to the old Shylins and them that I was listening to. And it had me feeling mad self-conscious. 
because I remembered how much I used to be in that theological space. Um, but I'm not in that space in terms of study-wise. But then I started listening to my to my Don propaganda. It's like, yeah, yeah. It reminded me that everyone has his own lane. Mm. And I was like, yeah, nah, this is good. So my hookup is propaganda and the particular album is called Crooked. Mm, okay. Propaganda, Crooked. So yeah. Mm. Robert's out here smiling. I don't even want to ask what he's looking at. If you if you recommend <laughs> Sex Life, I'm gonna edit it out. Literally. <laughs> I'm not gonna recommend it. <laughs> she was I was told because I don't know if I have a hookup this week. Sorry, my mind's gone blank. No, actually. No. I don't have a hookup this week. You could well, you could hook up your barber, but maybe don't because look at what he's done there. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you, you, you don't have a barber to hook up, do you, Peter? <laughs> I, did not check, I did not check on my faces. I don't know. That was a joke I can make. <laughs> I still get my beard trimmed every now and then. Because above your pay grade. <laughs> hey, you could hook um, up KR. You could hook up the KR. KR's oh, yeah, KR's got a book. Let me find it. So in our church, there's a man, his name is KR. He has a new book out, Activated for Ministry. I don't know if it's, is it, is it out on Amazon yet? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's out on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. So yeah, his name is KR Johansson. Yeah. So Peter will put a link in the description. Yeah. Go and check it out, show him some love, make him rich. Come on guys, let's get him to 100,000 books sold. So you can tithe more. Um, and Peter put um, put a um, affiliate link to so all the money yeah, you can yeah, yeah. after, okay? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, you better put the affiliate link, you know? Because we yeah. just go and get affiliate links like that. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Just get an affiliate link, bro. Anyway. Wake up, Peter. Ordinary Amazing needs an affiliate link with Amazon. And, and I need royalties. Okay, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll split it. We'll split it. It's cool. Okay, guys. If Peter, Peter, if you feel if you feel bad about doing this, Moses, would, Moses and I would just split split the money between us, and then yeah, just can be clear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tie. We'll tie your third. It's cool. All right. Oh, I, I had a question I wanted to ask. It's, there's no more time. It's, it's, I think it's a generally interesting question, but I'll say it for another time. Remind me. Right, we've gone 122. What's another eight minutes? Okay. So, you see, in, I think it's in James, it says that you ask, but you don't receive because you ask with impure motives, right? Mm. Listen to this, okay? Here's, here's the idea. What would happen if I prayed for Peter to win the lottery? Peter, you pray for Moses to win the lottery. Moses, you pray for me to win the lottery. And we generally hope that each of us wins the lottery. And we have a pure motive for wanting each other to win the lottery. Is that a way to game the system? <laughs> each win the lottery. <laughs> Man said game the system. <laughs> because it's, because it's the general desire to, for us all to become rich. And that, that, that is your downfall. That what do you mean? That, yeah. that phrase right there is yeah. a downfall. Yeah. It's only this. It's only us. Only for lack of income. That, that game. That that phrase right there is a downfall. Because God can make you rich in other ways. <laughs> but I want money. 
like God, God can legit make you rich other ways. Um, the fruits of your hand, inheritance, all of them things. Obviously, someone's got to die for inheritance. That's peak. But like, <laughs> there's other ways. Um, and I, I do think God will be more invested in our stewardship over the abundance. And so how we handle the abundance that he's given us more so than us having the abundance. And so I would perceive, and I could be wrong, I would perceive God almost shaping us to be faithful in little as he's building us up to more rather than giving us the more and then losing it. And then like, yeah, I mean, he could do that. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. Um, But yeah, I see it as being faithful of a little and then you're given much. So, I mean, you could bang the lottery and that could be the little and then you can be faithful with that and then it multiplies and you can get more. You could argue like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that would work. I think we should try it and see what happens. There is also the fact that there are other factors to answered prayer. Um, Outside of motive, there is God's will whether or not what you're asking for things so you're praying even if i hope with all pureness not trying to game the system but just hoping (laughs) that you know you guys become rich but then god is looking at it like if he gives robert this money robert's going to like turn away from the faith (laughs) i won't i promise i promise (laughs) for your good i promise i'm gonna keep you broke so please please i'm sorry i'll be good Bro, it's the prayer in Proverbs 30 that really gets to me, you Yeah, know? yeah, just enough. Don't make me rich. Just enough. Just that I may, for, I may forget. You don't make me poor <laughs> that I may rob and profane your name. Just give me enough. Yeah. You know, I think that verse is missing from the NIV. Where we'll <laughs> I see that one. <laughs> and I hope I never do. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, man. All right, let's wrap up, <laughs> With intro outro music, Cavalton, Audrey, and Raisin Logo. Twitter at the Furnace UK, Instagram at TBS Furnace, email tbsfurnace.com, soundcloud.com forward slash Blacks First Door apostrophe on all good podcasts and websites and apps. The Blacks First with the apostrophe, and that's it. So, this is the Blacks First Furnace signing out. Whew.